0: Yo baby. Okay
1: Morning, friends, how are you all this morning? We're saying a very happy birthday to our dear, dear friend Fran this morning, and uh, so, uh, so uh, now we we have one more. Today is only Thursday, is it? Is it? Is it Thursday? I, please tell me it's only Thursday, right? It, it is Thursday. Okay, I've got. I've got one more one more day uh, I leave on Saturday about 10: 30 pm from Boston heading to uh, to Turkey so uh, and uh, yeah you're getting ahead but that's fine we'll take it we love you anyway we do we do we do. Um, but uh yeah we're going to have another day and then it's going to be pretty hit and miss uh uh I, I may post some some special things uh on the Varasi chapel and uh, on my own personal along the way um there's there's two different factors going on that, that make it a little bit complicating uh one is the the time difference uh from uh, overseas to here i mean that that is one problem uh and the other problem is uh always having internet capability that is sufficient enough for a broadcast uh, i'm pretty sure that will not be the case in south sudan um that i will i i don't think i'm going to have uh, adequate internet there and it's expensive there from what i understand uh, likely maybe we'll have some when we are in, um, in Turkey. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm working these days, you know, there's a lot of things to think about. There's a currency exchange to think about. I'll be doing some of that on Friday at AAA over in Augusta I Have a meeting there tomorrow. So I'll hit AAA and get some lira for, uh, for Turkey and, uh, some Sudanese pounds for Sudan and, uh, um, for incidental things that, that, you know, little tips you need to give or things along the way that you need to pay cash for. And, uh, you're thinking about what type of hat to wear. You know, I have a variety of different hats and uh, need to make sure and wear the right hat, get the right sunscreen, uh, wear long sleeve shirts. Don't wear blue. Interestingly, uh, is a recommended color not to wear because of the Titsy flies and, uh, so it's recommended. This is my favorite, one of my favorite colors, my favorite shirt. And they say, don't wear that. You'll track the flies. So uh, anyway, uh, just some reading. and that might not be the case in South Sudan where, where I'm going to be. Probably be fine in Turkey. Um, but uh, yeah, trying to round out things, get things packed up, get things ready to go. Lots of things to consider, types of shoes, uh, types of pants, types of shirts, uh, even reading this morning, types of underwear. I mean, yes, the people that have been around Africa a lot have talked. I mean, they. they I found a really good site that talked about all of what to, what not to, and, and that type of thing. So, trying to, trying to get ready to land the plane. I'm glad I've got all of today, and I've got to tomorrow, and I have a Saturday to, to get ready to uh, to head out. Some people had asked the question about: Can I actually take Bibles with me? Uh, look at that, just as I say that, it pops up the question, do you have Bibles? I have Bibles, and uh, or some that are on the way, some that have been committed, some that hopefully will make it here before Friday, and uh, I will take what I'm able to take. And <clears throat> the, the question was asked, it was research, should I take Bibles? Uh, I will probably be fine taking Bibles with me. Um, if not, the worst case that would happen is that they would confiscate them, You know, you're going into a Muslim country. Turkey is a Muslim country, but, you know, my, I do have evidence that I'm continuing on from there to, to Africa. And it's pretty easy to say, look, I'm, I'm on my way to Africa. Uh, and here's my, here's my, uh, uh, what do you call it? My visa. Uh, here is my, um, uh, travel information and whatnot. So I should be able to verify that because I know a few people had asked about that. And and yes, I, I did one last final clarification yesterday with a guy who frequently travels to Turkey. And he said, uh, yes, we, uh, we, uh, I should not have any issues. And he said, if you do, the worst is that they will, you might feel a little harassed and they could take them. But he said, I don't think that'll happen because I mean, they sell Bibles in Turkey. So uh, you know, uh, and if I'm taking many of the same variety, uh, and have a good reason, it should not probably won't even be an issue. So, uh, those that have asked, that's, that's my answer to that. Uh, this first trip over to Africa is a little bit, uh, uh, having not been with, with these folks directly, other than what we've done online back and forth for a year now, um, you know, there, there are just some variables that I won't know. Next trip, I'll have a much, much better read on just exactly what to do and how to pack and all that type of thing. And and I do anticipate uh, trying to hit uh, this place in Africa once or twice a year. We'll see. We'll see after this trip. But we're going to try uh, to get in there and uh, help uh, encourage and educate these pastors uh, in, uh, in South Sudan. So... Um, Anyway, uh, thanks for all of your interest. Uh, the, the basic itinerary I today, hopefully today I will be freed up enough to type something out for those of you that want to see that. I'm not going to publish it uh, online. Uh, you will either it may get uh, messaged to you and uh, uh, or emailed to you, but I will not publish my itinerary online that, that's just asking for trouble. So, uh, but yes, I, I've got an itinerary. Uh, you know largely the two places I'll be going. Uh, I don't want to get too specific uh, on a broadcast like this just because I don't want to invite unnecessary trouble. Uh, someone's asking about shots. Well, now, just a moment. Just just give me one moment. I'll be right back in just a second. Almost there almost back. Making lots of noise here, yeah. So someone's asking about the, the. Uh, yes, uh, oh no problem. So Walter's asking about shots. Well, yes, shots. I've had shots, yellow fever shots. You can't see that, but uh, those are the malaria pills that I will. No, that's not malaria pills. That's the uh, cyprofloxin, Just in case I have problems with my stomach over there. Uh, but here is the other. Yes, that is the malaria pill. So, uh, that's what I'll start taking. See, I'm trying to decide between this hat here, um, you know, that that this is a hat, and it folds down, covers the ears, you know, Cipro, yes, that's what I, I'm talking about there, or you know, you, I'm inviting. I'm being crazy this morning here. I also have this hat right here. So I, I've got a couple different hats. This is a great big floppy hat. But the benefit of a hat like this is that uh, a this is a breathable hat. Uh, it has lungs. No, it's not what that means. Um, it uh, uh, and it's big enough. It kind of covers the ears and the head and everything. So. Um, I, I do have a couple hats to wear. It has a drawstring on it. Um, but uh, anyway, so Walter said the first one. I want to take something to keep my, my head cool as well. So, but hey, you guys are getting excited about this, aren't you? I can tell. Well, we should get into scripture here this morning. Uh, thanks for weighing in. Fran says the second. Walter says the first. We're having a little bit of a, a debate here this morning as to which hat. Okay. One more time. This is the first hat right here. This one I can I can button it up on the sides. It has buttons. This is the one Walter likes. Okay. It does fold down. It doesn't give quite as much coverage as uh, as the other hat. I might just take both hats. Okay. There we go. Get this on. Now, see, I mean, doesn't that look far better? Hide behind the microphone. That is... That looks far, far better, does it not? Yes, it does. Craziness we're having here this morning. Anyway, you'll hear all about it. You'll see all about it. Uh, I'll come back do presentations, and you know, um, my prayer is that in this new leg of the journey for me, that we can take different ones of you uh, to be a part of this. That is my prayer. And as we do other trips in the future, that you'll end up. uh, uh, that you'll you'll end up having opportunity and as Fran says and we'll put it this way she didn't quite state it this way it's not a fashion show it's it's about uh, you know the protection of the head so I mean we'll probably be inside a fair amount uh, now I was looking at the weather it's supposed to be mid mid 90s to 100 and uh, I am not a, a hot weather person at all but um Hey, it's all right. It'll be what it will be. Let's get into Scripture, shall we? Matthew 25 is where we find ourselves today. Uh, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any, and I'll add this word, extra oil with them. Oh, Candice, Candy speaking in. Hey, Candy, so glad to know you're there. It it blesses my soul. Um, So the the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any extra oil with them. Uh, The wise, however, uh, took oil and jars along with the lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now, you know, you you, you look at this, and you can be saying, "I, I... I don't get this. Well, A, this is kind of like the wedding party. Uh, these are, are the gals that are waiting with the one who will be the bride. Uh, and in those days, especially in the Galilean, specifically the Galilean wedding was different than the uh, maybe the broader uh, other places in Israel, specifically the Galilean wedding. Uh, no one knew that the time that the bridegroom was going to arrive. The only person that knew when the when the bridegroom was going to arrive was the father of the groom. So preparations were made, uh people got their dresses ready, their clothes ready. Um you know, the, the father may have gone to some food people and said, "Hey, I'm planning on such and such a day." But what would happen is the the, the bride would have herself ready, she would be watching uh and the father would go to the groom and say, son, today's the day. Now's the hour. Go fetch up your bride. Now, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was dowries and all those different things and all, all the pre-arrangement stuff was made. The only thing was they didn't send a wedding invitation that said at such and such a time, at such and such a location, at such and such an hour, such and such a day, we're going to have this wedding. You are invited. Please send your RSVP. It's Kind of like the whole town was invited. And they knew that this couple were, were, were betrothed, that they were engaged to be married. But the only one that knew, and, and does this not sound familiar, the only one that knows the time that Jesus will come is the father. Uh, and and that's, that's the symbolism that is here, that those who were from the Galilee region would understand more fully what this is all about, and I'm trying to give you some of that insight. Uh, and so what would happen is the, the, the father would say to the, the, the son, go get her son, and they, he would the son would go, go to get the bride. They would have the wedding ceremony. Uh, the wedding ceremony wasn't followed by a honeymoon. The, the wedding ceremony was follow, followed by the consummation of uh, the marriage, uh, the the couple would go off to their designated location and consummate the marriage, uh, as in that seemed to be God's view that when you consummate, that is when marriage takes place. So I mean that that begs lots of questions in contemporary culture. So if if you're sexually engaged with somebody, uh, you're not married to them. Does that mean that you're now married to them in God's eyes? I mean there there are some questions like that that come out of uh, come out of this uh, this understanding. They would consummate uh, and then they would celebrate. Okay, so the, those those were kind of the steps: uh, uh, ceremony, consummation, celebration. And the celebration of the Galilee uh, would last for days. I mean, they would party for days. And so, when you go back to John chapter two and it talks about Jesus turning the water to wine, you think, what's the big deal? I mean, a couple hours of drinking certainly they they didn't run out of drink after just a few hours. Well, it wasn't that they drank for a few hours. It was that they ate and drank and danced and partied for several days. That was the Galilean specifically, uh, Jewish generally, but specifically the Galilean tradition. And uh, remember, it was Cana of Galilee, John chapter 2. That was the tradition. So the insight into this is is, is just that, they didn't know it would be morning, it could be afternoon, it could be evening. Keep your lamps ready. Keep yourself ready to go. Um, the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, whoever, took oil in their jars. I mean, the idea of preparedness, the idea of readiness, being ready. It says, the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom come out to meet him. Later, the others came also, sir, sir, they said, open the door for us, but he replied, to tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. There's a story of a woman who, uh, in fact, she was, and I don't remember who it was. In fact, I'm not even sure it was published who it was, but it was a famous singer I uh, invited to sing for the wedding of um, of some famous person uh and they were invited and they sang they they did their music uh and then she and her husband went to the uh to the reception that followed the wedding when they arrived at the reception uh the person checking the guest list said, "Well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your your names are not on the guest list." And uh, the singer said, "Well, there there must be some mistake because uh, I, I you see I sang at the wedding. I, I and I received my invitation. Uh, I just did not have time to send in my RSVP." Uh, at which case, the man said, "Well, ma'am, I'm I'm sorry." Uh, I understand what you're telling me. However, we have a strict policy that only those who have responded to the RSVP get to come in to the wedding. He said, "I'm afraid to inform you that that I will have to not allow you to stay uh, stay at the wedding, but I will escort you out." And uh, I mean, they didn't want to create a scene, so they didn't create a scene. But they could see through the glass. The, the, the beautiful food, the beautiful ice, the beautiful uh, appetizers uh, that were there for all the guests to enjoy just on the other side of the glass. But they themselves were unable to go in because they had not responded to the RSVP. Don't be one who knows about the RSVP don't be one who knows about the fact that Christ will return again don't be one who knows that there will be the rapture of the church but who doesn't send in your RSVP how do you send in your RSVP you ask well you send in your RSVP by responding to Christ you send in your RSVP by trusting in Jesus Christ as your personal savior you send in your RSVP by by being vigilant and uh, by by maintaining uh, a posture of readiness, a posture of watching, a posture of waiting, a posture of knowing that the bridegroom can come at any time. Friend, are you ready? I hope that you're ready. I hope that you've prepared. I hope that you've brought, uh, that you've not only filled up your your little uh, oil container for your uh, For your lamps, but I hope that you have extra oil. I hope that you're ready to go. I mean, this is good pre-packing thing, you know, a pre-packing passage to think about. Make sure you're ready. But more important than than, than a trip to uh, a missions trip to another place uh, on the in the world uh, is spiritually to make sure that you are spiritually ready for what is yet to come. I'm not going to do the next section here. I'm going to hold that off till tomorrow. Um, are you ready for the bridegroom? I mean, there there will be a a marriage supper of the lamb. All these things are foreshadows. Uh, what we read in John chapter two is a foreshadow. This idea of of what happens, especially especially the Galilean wedding, is a foreshadow. Um. I need to look up, there's a movie that you might be interested in watching. Um, I'm checking the title. Yes, the, the name of the movie is Before the Wrath. Uh, it would be a very, very interesting uh, movie to watch. Uh, it, it does explain uh, J.D. Farrar, uh no, not frog, Ferrag, F A R A G, uh, and I think somebody else, Jack Hibbs, might be a part of this, but explains the Galilean wedding feast, and it, it kind of goes from from looking at the at the person talking back into some dramatic action, kind of back and forth between those things. Be a very fascinating movie for you to watch if you want to have a little bit more um, insight into. Uh, into this particular passage of scripture that we're looking at, and the Galilean wedding feast, I would encourage you to to go ahead and and take a look at that and uh, see what you can learn. Have your lamp trimmed. Have your oil. Have your lamp filled with oil. Have extra oil ready. Be watching. We do not know the day or the hour. That final verse that we look at down here. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or hour. What happens is we become a little bit lethargic. We say, well, it hasn't happened for 2,000 years. Jesus' teaching was be ready, Jesus' teaching was be watching because you do not know the day or the hour. You know, and I talk about the world stage needs to be set for. Um, for the tribulation we learned going through covid that things can happen so quickly it, 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 the world the world 8 billion people can spin on a dime things can change that quickly so it, it, we don't necessarily need to have a, a, a lengthy run up to the time the tribulation could begin things can happen so fast a nuclear bomb something like that could happen things could happen so fast and all of a sudden bam rapture happens tribulation begins Uh, It it can happen. So watch. Be ready. Don't be lulled to sleep. Do not be, as was Peter writes about, do not be one who scoffs at his coming. Rather, be ready for his coming. Be ready. Uh, As we continue tomorrow, we'll we'll finish out Matthew chapter 25 tomorrow, which which would be a good end point because then we'll come back and we'll be in Holy week. And that's about where we'll pick up here Matthew 26, 27, 28, uh, in those passages. Uh, so we're, we're just about where we need to be. Tomorrow we'll continue thinking about our work and readiness and service and productivity for the kingdom. Lord, help us to be ready. Help us to have our uh, lamps full of oil. Help us to be ready with an extra jar of oil. Help us to be watching for the coming of the bridegroom. Make us ready, Lord, and help us to proclaim to others that they need to be ready as well, that they would join us in that happy throng in the air at the rapture of the church. Lord, draw our friends, draw our family members, draw our neighbors to yourself. Do a mighty work in these days, Lord, while we know that the world will turn more and more hard against you We pray for a great outpouring of your spirit that would see many genuine conversions to faith in Jesus Christ in these days. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, remember, today's only Thursday. I will see you tomorrow.